0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez HaShem Shalom Bayis, Shire, number 66 Email address shalombayis 777 at gmail.com The Be'ez HaMikdash, which we always hope to be built, Be'koreh Mamash um, is not only a symbol of our national Shlemus and our national peace it's also symbolic of the peace which is central to a Jewish marriage because Chazal say that someone who is misameach chos and the cal, whoever makes a chos and kala rejoice and happy, is considered as if he was Boina echad It's as if he rebuilt one of the ruins of Yerushalayim. This means that there's a direct connection between building up a marriage and building Yerushalayim and building the base of Mikdash. And therefore, when we say baina Yerushalayim in every Shemayi during the week, that we're asking Hashem to build Yerushalayim the way it, the way it was to be, the way it will be, Be'ezus Hashem, with the Beis HaMikdash. In potential, what we're also asking for is to build our own Yerushalayim, our mini-Yerushalayim in our homes. Because the building of a marriage is in essence the building of Yerushalayim. The building of our marriage is in essence the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And the spiritual level a person could attain through marriage depends on how much he invests in the marriage and how much he is considerate to his spouse, how much he or she tries to be kind to one another. And um, that's a very important point to know. And when you're asking by Niyushalayim, this is part of that kavana, um, most most definitely, um, because the Shechina Shaira. On the base of Migdash, obviously, on the greatest level possible, and it's Sherah on every but, but the Kinesias, but the Midrashis, and Golas as well, and it's Sherah in each and every house, home where a husband and wife are with each other with Shaling. It's important to know that your wife's physical needs and her material needs, in essence, are your own spiritual needs, and the other way around, too. The husband's Physical and and the material needs are in essence the wife's spiritual needs. Meaning when you give to your wife in a physical way, helping her in any way you can, you are actually improving yourself. You are attaining Shlemus by helping your wife or by helping your, your husband. And only a married person can do so in such a level with so much chesed because when you love one another on such a personal level, there are countless, countless opportunities to do chesed for one another and by doing so you make the Mokim where you are your home a Migdash Ma'at it's not just in Shul and not, but your home as well becomes Mamash and Migdash Ma'at and Sholem and Ahava resides in it another point I want to make here is that many, many people tend to make demands and conditions in their marriage and they want their spouse to do this thing or that thing. And they complain bitterly when their desires are not fulfilled. But they do not realize that um, the beauty and truth that lies in a marriage, the pur- whose purpose of that is certainly not to just fill your demand list. The purpose of it is to love one another and to build one another. And marriage is a privilege. It's a gift. People don't look at it that way after they're married for a while. But it's a gift. And you can't take advantage of that gift. You can't misuse that gift. People complain about that gift very often. But um, one needs to know that getting married is not an opportunity to make demands. It means now that you have a partner with whom you can share your life with, with whom you can give, and we get married so we can have someone to be kind to, someone to love. And that is the true opportunity which marriage affords us. And making demands, unnecessary demands, in marriage usually stems from a gaiva, from a haughtiness. If a person has fewer demands, when you're a more modest person, and that's what you are, if you have, don't have much demands, you're un-of, you're And um, even if he or she wants something in the marriage and you need to, you know, you have a certain need, we talked about that it's healthy to communicate that. You talk it out pleasantly with your husband and wife and you mutually consult with one another about those expectations, but never as a demand and never in an arrogant way. So as we learned in the previous feedbacks and, and other shiurim, that it's important sometimes to receive and it's important sometimes to put a border and say I, I have certain needs and it's and, and to express them but not in form of a demand. And um, it's important that you should contemplate every day and think every day what did I do today to make my husband happy or my wife happy or make them um, you, know, uh, you know have a Better quality of life, each and every day, and each and every moment. Um, this I saw that a couple complained to Rabbi a Pesach fine, uh, fine handler where I get a lot of the material of these shiurim from his svarim. And when he had a couple in front of him, the wife complained. Uh, his her husband was a big masmid, a big learner. And when her husband came home from from. Or, or or whatever he he was a working person, excuse me. But he learned a lot of Torah when he got got home, and as soon as he came home, right away, he immediately sat down, and started learning, hardly ever speaking a word to her. And Rab- Pesach, he saw Pesach Franklender Fri- Fri- told the the man, "It's very commendable what you're doing. It shows you have a chashivas of learning, and you're taking it seriously. It's a big Indian, but nevertheless, you have to learn how to balance your time properly." because it's crucial to your marriage to find some time every day to show your wife that you love her and that you care about her. And the best time to do this is when you come home, in the, initially when you come home and you sit down, first maybe take a little bite to eat, whatever it is, and spend a little time with her uh, you know, alone and give her attention when you come home every day uh, after being away a whole day. And he told uh, this the man that his wife doesn't expect very much from him, doesn't spend a large amount of time. She also wants him to learn, but she just wants to feel that there is an affection between between them, and she'll be more than willing, once there is a conversation and there is a showing of caring, even if it's for not a major amount of time, then she'll be more than willing and happy to let him learn as much as he wants after that. And when he told this to the man, the wife was there. and The wife nodded her head in approval. And she was very emotional about it. She, she basically, her point was, yes, I'm not asking you for a crazy amount of time. I don't want to monopolize your time. I also have, uh, I'm proud of the fact that you come home from a long day of work and, and, and you spend many hours learning. That's really what I really want. But nevertheless, you need to balance that. You need to find time to talk with each other and go through 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 that. And it's very important, in this case, you don't emulate Rabbi Akiva. As great as he was, we, we're not on his level. Where he went away for 12, de- 12 years, his wife must have been Mosk and believe shalom to that. He's about to come back. He, doesn't, he hears, overhears his wife saying, I would be happy for him to stay out and learn with his Talmudim. Another 12 years, he doesn't go even into the house at all, but makes an about-face. He makes an about-face. And um, and Kiva made an about-face and went back. And the famous um, Vart from Ruchaim Shmulevitz that he did that and did not even go into the house because 12 plus 12, meaning 12 years and 12 years, is not equal 24. Um, just a recommendation for all you husbands out there, uh, don't make such chizboinus. Um, you can't do this even for one day and certainly not for 12 years, and certainly not for 12 plus 12 equal 24 years. Every day, no matter how big of a masmid you are, you have to dedicate time to talk to your wife, to communicate with her, and um, to show your affection to your wives, because you're not Rabbi Akiva, and your wife is not Asha's Rabbi Akiva. They were on a different plane. Rabbi Akiva knew that his wife was willing not to see him for another 12 years. So he left without seeing her, and she was fully happy about that. But, as us regular people, we cannot do this, we're not allowed to do this, and we, are, we have to take these needed breaks from our learning and to spend time and converse with our wives. Um, no matter how busy we are in Klal work, let's say, or in Avaydas HaKodesh or teaching taira with Talmidim, there has to be that communication. There has to be that connection, and if you look really through the big tzaddikim, did that. Now you may say also that ashes that the the wives of these tzaddikim allowed them many stretches of hours to learn without needing to you know making sure that they don't interrupt them. That may be true as well, but Saif Saif, the end at the end of the day, they all made that effort, real tzaddikim, to spend time with their wives to show appreciation to them, talk to them even um, about simple material matters. Um, I think I mentioned it once, but I heard this many, many times. This is Zalman Meltzer, um, very often would do this, is that when he used to come home and uh, from yeshiva, wherever he was giving the shiurim and learning, and he ate supper together with his wife, he basically explained every detail of his day, that he took this bus, and he went here, and he figured he'd, he'd do this, the minutia, the details. And then I got, you know, I met this person, you should know, and he, he was there, Baruch Hashem, I heard that he, he just made a simcha, and this, this one Nebuch, he has a little bit of a tzara, I'm thinking about what, talking about his life, about what he went through during that day, on the way to yeshiva, on the way back from yeshiva, and related this all to his wife, and talked barichis. This is not a time to, and by the way, for all you guys with the El Tinus Dibber, First of all, we'll talk LL time about what to do LL, but no Tinus Dibber, not when it comes to your wife, no tinus Dibber, and uh, no such thing of, way, you know, you have to weigh your words, like everything. We always know about that, but none of this, uh, you know, like um, you have to loosen up a little bit and allow to talk and allow to listen and, 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 and be open uh, with your wife and have these open conversations, no matter how busy you are at work. And no matter how busy you are in your learning and how precious time your learning is, nevertheless, you need to do this. And the wives also, also very important when the husbands need to talk or express themselves and they also need to somehow, despite their hectic schedule, being busy with the kids or working, if they're working moms, to still make time together for each other to talk with each other and spend quality time together. And that's an investment in the marriage. And that's like we said in the beginning of this year. you're actually being Yerushalayim, by doing this. You're building your when you're building your own marriage. You're building it because the Shechina Shira there, it's a mini example of how the Shechina Shira in your home just like in a different level of Shayri in, in a base Medish or base Aknesis, and in a highest level in the base of midrash, which we're yearning to have the mayor of Amen. Have a wonderful day.